Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, the news gets more interesting with every day that passes. It does indeed. It does indeed. You know, it was funny. We can talk because we're all friends here. We sat down before the program started today, and and I was saying, I don't know. We, I don't know where to go with the show today because I really don't have a lot of stuff. And then we proceeded to do like ten or fifteen minutes of a show with no, without recording it, just by talking to each other. There's a lot more out there than we even imagine sometimes, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's enough news out there, really, when you think about it. It's kind of like that. What is it, Frogger game, where you sit there with the hammer and the, <laughs> the frog pops up and you bop it? You oh, know, is, and then... is that what is that called? Whack a mole. Well, well, it might be yeah. whack-a-mole. Yeah, well, you know, we got whack-a-mole news. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we got a, the, the chief whack-a-mole in the, uh, in the White House. Yeah. Uh, did Joe you... Biden, a lovely guy. You saw where his son, Hunter, has gone on the offense right now. A lot yeah. of people think that he, Joe is, you know, he's protecting him. I think he is, too, because anyone else would already be in jail for what Hunter has done. So, obviously... Anybody on the sideline looks at uh, the Hunter Biden situation, and you think, "Oh, he's gonna, he'll be in jail by the end of the week," and he just keeps on walking around a free a free person, scot free. Um, now Hunter is going after uh, Steve Bannon. He's going after Rudy Giuliani, uh, John Paul MacIsaac, who is the guy he who owned the computer store, and right. who had you know who Hunter brought the computer to. To repair it, and you know, when you bring the computer to the guy to repair it, it's assumed the guy's going to have to open it up and look at the hard drive and see how the information is is opening on the drive. I mean, he's going to do all that diagnostic stuff that you would expect to get it working properly. Um, they're going after uh, Robert Costello, Steve K. Bannon, Garrett Ziegler, Jack Mackey, and Yaakov Applebaum. I'm not sure who the other guys are, but they're important enough for Biden, Hunter Biden, to have his attorneys try to stop him. The gonads on the part of, of Hunter Biden just are absolutely astounding. This is a Yeah, he wants an apology from Fox, too. I guess he figures that if nobody ever saw the laptop or looked at it, yeah. uh, you wouldn't know anyway uh, what was on there. So therefore, uh, in that mind of his, he's innocent. But he doesn't realize you bring a laptop to somebody, it, it broke, can you fix yeah, you know they got to go through it, and you've given up rights for sure. them to look through that laptop to fix it. There's a consent on the part of the person who owns the computer. I consent to you taking my computer and going through it and making it work again. When I bring my computer over to uh, the Geek Squad or someplace, I assume they're going to open it up and see everything that I have on it. I, I even ask them. I say, please try to keep my documents and stuff, restore them, don't lose them. And yeah, now if you see if you're if you're on the geek squad and somebody brings in a computer to be fixed and they're fixing it and they realize there's there's kitty porn on there, child oh pornography, my God. trafficking. Do do they have an obligation to turn that over? I think if you don't, you are a, a partner in the crime. If you yeah, see so that Yes, I do. That's a great thing to to, uh, to point out. Yeah, so no matter how Hunter looks at this, he is guilty as all get out. He's guilty as sin, but he thinks that he'll get a pass, and he might because his last name is uh, Biden. Biden, yeah. yeah, and they seem to, it is a crime family. Everybody knows that. 
And Biden has been taking liberties all along. Look, look, look at the investigation. Oh my you know, God! The, on his on his beach property, they went in. He's known about it for months. He sent the cleaners over there to clean out that property in November. Yeah. So sooner or later they were going to do it, and they 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 traipse in there unannounced. Yeah. Yeah. Right, if you call it unannounced, there for what one, two, three hours, and that yeah. was it. They're done. They're out of there. It's oh, amazing. Didn't find anything. What, the FBI went yesterday to Biden's house in uh, his beach house in Delaware, and they spent three and a half hours, and they make it sound like they they raided the place, and like Bill said, they. Well, his lawyers found the classified documents in November. Anyone mm -hmm. who's thinking about this, and not just a drive-by thinker, uh, anybody who's thinking about this would say, wait a second, if the lawyers found the classified documents in November, why the heck didn't the FBI immediately go out to the, uh, the place in November and raid the place? I have an answer for that. And it's it called midterm elections. Yeah. How many houses now have they gone through Biden? You know, he has a bunch of them, Bill. He's got one in Virginia. He's got one in Delaware. I, I think he has even more than that. And I don't know that they've raided the other places. All right. And they're all multi-million dollar properties. So mm -hmm. let's just say he's got five houses. Multi-million dollar properties. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he touts about how he grew up a poor kid. Yeah. Oh, born a poor white child. Well, I was really black, but I'm white. Yeah. And, you know, he was poor. Okay, we get it, Joe. We understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. you're, you're laying down this jive for us. And that being the case, he gets into the Senate. Right. 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 Well, what do they make? At the time, maybe 175000 Yep. You know, and maybe, you know, when he was vice president, he got two fifty, three hundred thousand. 300000 Right. Good money, but not enough to have five multi-million dollar mansions, which means he's got money coming in from elsewhere. We know, we know he got it from China. We know he got it from the Ukraine. You know, he is the big guy. That's been pointed out, too. He is making illegal money off the backs of the American public. Of course. And uh, they do it with a smile. But look at Nancy Pelosi. She's worth $26 million, supposedly, maybe more. Mm -hmm. I, the last time I heard a figure was $26 million. How does she get it from being a, a representative from California? Insider information on the stocks, that's one way of doing it. And she said it with a smile. You know, she said when she was asked about it, they said, isn't that insider information? And she smiled and said, well, it's different for us. She made a yeah. comment like that. It's different. for. How is it different from you? The law is for thee, not for me. Is that is that their attitude? That's exactly it. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, without giving away too much, let's just say you're flying on a plane, you're sitting there, and, you know, some guy in a pair of jeans and a shirt, you know, and you're just making idle conversation. Mm -hmm. It happens sometimes on a flight, and you tell them what you do, and they tell you what they do, and he's, oh, okay, well, good luck at what you're doing. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a great day. I'm meeting with some, well, let's say it's a big retail grocer because you make a... Uh, uh, space food stick or some kind of food product, mm -hmm. and uh, they're going to put it in all their stores. And you go, hmm, I'm going to look this company up on the stock market right? and just see. And you go, ooh, I can get that for uh, 50 cents a stock? And if they really do that? Right. Now, is that research or insider information? That's a terrific question. <laughs> see, 
I always think of insider information as intentional. Yeah. I think if you bump into something and you're smart enough to see that it's an opportunity, it might be different. I don't think that's insider information. Maybe I think I'm, it depends on the lawyer you talk to. That's, that's exactly right. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, from what I understand, it's insider information. Um, so if you see, let me ask you another question along the same lines. If you drive by um, a, a factory that's making widgets and they've designed, mm -hmm. and you find out that, that they're building a new addition to this factory and you go down to the country store and the country store right down the road and say, what are they doing down at the factory? And the guy says, well, they're building a new addition there. They got a contract with uh, with NASA to send their widgets into space, and it's a big contract. They're going to make a lot of money. Is that insider information? Well, I, you know, <laughs> I would say no, but then again, somebody would argue it would. I would say maybe the guy that told you the information, you know, he I was always, the direct contact. But either way, you know what? If, mm -hmm. you, if you happen into something, stumble into it, right? Um, I, I think uh, you're entitled, but in the Congress situation, it's a little bit different because oh. there's more probing that's going on there. The difference um, is, I think, Bill, they get the information directly from an insider. Like, yeah. it's intentional. I have something for you. Uh, you know, NASA's going to be giving a contract to that widget company, and they're built, you know, and it's a multi million dollar deal if you get into All it right. now. I think of that as being. Uh, insider information. There's an intentional uh, delivery of information from one party so, to the other. So if you are sitting there in a position of power, right? All right, you're mm -hmm. in the Congress, and somebody comes along and they make that particular widget, mm -hmm. and it just so happens that you sit on a committee that can make that widget fly or die. Mm -hmm. You know, so you have control as to whether or not that widget is going to be right a valuable stock. And you take advantage of it. Now, let me well, ask you. I guess you, that's different, you know, because. Well, that, that's, 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 that sounds corrupt, too, doesn't it? I mean, uh, if you. Yeah, and that's what Pelosi does. Do you think. It's, that, it's bills that she votes on that she has information on so she knows when to buy and she knows when now, to sell. Now, because, the, the really depressing thing is when you realize that Nancy Pelosi didn't invent this process. It's probably been going on for 150 years in some form or another. In uh, in the House of in Congress, House of oh, Representatives, yeah. and the Senate. Well, sometimes somebody can you know sit there and lean on you to uh, help shape a bill or pass a bill, and maybe they don't give you a cash payment. Maybe what they do is they give you stock certificates. All right, let's say you <laughs> you have stock in uh, the the company that makes the M1 Abrams tank, and you heard maybe. Three or four months ago, you might be sending those tanks to uh, to the Ukraine, and you buy right. up a bunch of them. Now, yep. Biden gave you cover by saying he wasn't going to send the tanks. This is about uh, six weeks ago, maybe maybe a month ago. Exactly. You, so you figure, okay, I'm covered because the president's denying it. So I'm going to buy up a bunch of stock because I know that that denial isn't real. That he's going to cave in a matter of in a matter of weeks, which he did. Is that? You know, is that a form of insider information? I mean, it, it, to me, it sounds like it's a, a corrupt act, but uh, I I think there is a lot of wiggle room, don't you think? In uh, in these 
deals that they put together in Congress, they really hide it so that they can. Yeah, they, well, you know, there's they can get around room, it. But it depends on who's doing the wiggling. If wow. you or I, John Q. Public, you know, get some information mm-hmm. legitimately, you know, you stumble across it. Yep. You can't wiggle because you're just John Q. Public. Ah, uh, but a senator, a congressman, uh, they can wiggle. That's, uh, that's well, why. We, that's why they leave office after working for in a job that pays one hundred and fifty thousand a year. That's why they leave millionaires. Millionaires, yeah, exactly. That's why they hang on tenaciously to keep those jobs because because they make so much money from them. And they by get, the way, Maxine uh, Maxine Waters in the news. Of course, you know you've heard different things that she said, but apparently. The question is, is she going to run in 2024? And she does have How her... How old uh, is she? She's got to be well, in her 80s. The point. Yes. Yeah, she's up there. And questions of whether or not she she's a, even capable of uh, holding a, a, a cohesive thought. But apparently <laughs> she is, um, she's, you know, trying to raise funds. You know, got her uh, campaign machine going there. And so far last year, she raised $598. Oh, she's really cooking. I'll tell you. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, we answered the question there as to whether or not she'll be around in 2024. Uh, that would be a big no. And if she is, uh, how in the hell did that one turn well, around it, then? It's still early. It's, it's still early. When's the election? Two years? Two years. I, I, 500 and how many dollars? 598. Yeah, she could be at $600 by the, you know. Oh, well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Six oh one, and she's over the she's over the top. That's it. She gets to six sixty six. She uh, hits the jackpot. So I don't know where this is going to go with Hunter Biden. I, he's got uh, gonads of steel, I think, to to even approach it this way. You would think that, uh, but maybe he has no other alternative. Maybe he figures, look, at they got me dead to rights. If I don't try to strike back at these people, I'm going down. So maybe Hunter's only course of action is to try to rev- try to assault the assaulter, you know, <laughs> if mm-hmm. that makes sense. You know, it's interesting with all the lawsuits that are coming up and all the probes and investigations now against Hunter and the Bidens. You know, with Trump, you could uh, sit there and go, well, you know, he's a billionaire. He can at least he can a- a- afford this. Mm-hmm. So where is Biden in all of this? What what kind of money does he really have? Nobody really knows. Well, I mean, heck, if he, you just look at his houses, in real estate alone, he's got uh, millions of dollars. So, And he made it all honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did. Oh, Honest God. guy. You know, he's Ted, never lied in his life. Ted Cruz had something to say about Biden and corruption and uh, those classified documents. Listen. For one, I think it was clearly a cover-up. They, they claim they discovered this on November 2nd. That was a week before the election. And the Biden White House covered it up. The Department of Justice covered it up. The FBI covered it up. When it comes to Donald Trump, they leak like a sieve. They, they, they tell you everything they're doing. And yet, miraculously, they, they managed to keep this the most hidden state secret. I think it was right next to the nuclear codes, not to let anyone know that apparently Joe Biden leaves classified documents, you know, practically in the glove compartment of his Corvette, just about everywhere he seems to go. I think secondly, it's just a mess. It is a mess. It is incompetent. It is corrupt. That is an enormous political problem for the Biden White House. It's a political problem for the Biden DOJ, which I think wants to indict President Trump. And they now have an obvious double standard that is jumping off the page. But the next steps, 
there are two big next steps. Number one, we need to finish examining what other classified documents Joe Biden has failed to keep secure. That means that the FBI needs to search. There are over 1,850 boxes of documents from Biden's tenure in the Senate that are at the University of Delaware. I do a podcast three times a week. My last podcast on verdict with Ted Cruz does a deep dive into this, this issue, walking through the legal issues, the vulnerabilities. I believe the FBI should search all of those 1,850 boxes of documents to determine if there are classified materials there. But additionally, I believe the FBI needs to search the residences of Hunter Biden and any business offices of Hunter Biden to determine if there are classified materials there. Because if these classified materials in particular implicate Burisma, Ukraine, Communist China, payments going to Hunter Biden or Joe Biden's brother of the Biden family, then this shifts from a political problem to a very serious problem of criminal liability and, and major crimes. And so the FBI needs to search the University of Delaware archives, and they need to search Hunter Biden's home and business address. They searched yesterday Biden's Delaware home, but I don't know whether they searched the other places that Ted Cruz talked about. No, they haven't. And the University of Delaware is the one place to go because that's where the Biden family has been putting documents for years and years and years and years. If he wants to get rid of something or hide something, he gives it to them. And, you know, you have people there that are going through uh, documents that uh, are potentially classified. And uh, they're going through them, and they're probably students or faculty members with no clearance at all. Right. Then you, you add to that that, um, and this is the big thing that everyone's talking about, is that Joe took some of the top secret di- documents and transposed them to notepads. That's why they took out some, uh, some I believe, handwritten notes from his yeah, house and in see, Delaware. Now, if today. you have handwritten notes, now you have willful, con- you know, content, uh, you know, uh, willful con- action. Uh, what yeah, a- yeah. You're, you've taken action. It was there. an you intentional was action wrong. on the part of the person to transpose uh, information from classified documents. Let me explain something. If you go to uh, the Capitol and you have top secret clearance as a senator, and you want to look at top secret documents. You have to go downstairs to the basement where they have a skiff. It is a conference room that is secure as far as you can. There's no electronic devices that are allowed in to this skiff. Uh, you have to be literally just about padded down before you go in. You have to sign a bunch of forms that you're taking the documents, the classified documents, into the skiff. And you mm-hmm. can't, you, you, you can, if you take notes in the skiff, you have to leave the notes. You can't take the notes out of the skiff and take them back to your office. So I don't know they're why. Classified. It, yeah, but I don't know why you would sit down and write a note anyway. If you can't, if they're going to keep the notes anyway, don't write anything. A lot of senators don't write write things. But there's a whole process to to looking at classified documents. If if Bill Knight was found to have a box of classified documents in his library in his house, uh, they would not consider arresting him. They would cuff you and take you, they would perp walk you out your front door in handcuffs and shackles because it's that serious. And 
you you might go to jail for years. That's with an S. And and well, so top secret documents, even if it's transposed onto a notepad with willful intent, that means you knew what you were doing. Right. And furthermore, uh, different than you know a printed document, a handwritten thing that is top secret. It's in your own writing, your own signature. Right. It's like pleading guilty and signing the document. Right. Mm -hmm. So with that, if they find that from Joe Biden, uh, logic would dictate he's got to step down or they got to they got to remove him right away and proceed with hearings against him. And what did they find last week? They found, I believe, an email that was sent by Hunter Biden to the Ukrainians. And the e email was written in a, a way that Hunter Biden couldn't have written it. It was right. almost cut and paste from a classified document. It had the same classified governmental abbreviations in the Apparently email. there are two of those documents now. Two emails. Unbelievable. So that means Hunter is guilty and Joe is guilty. And because it goes back to dealings, that brought money back to the entire Biden family. You got Hunter, you got Jill, you got Joe. So they got to go. We just talked to you about you can't take notes in the skiff, the secure room, conference room. You have to leave whatever you've written down in the skiff with the classified documents. They then pat you down again. You have to sign out the mere fact that you've left the skiff. They have to, every everything is secure when it comes to classified documents, but yet Hunter Biden gets these documents and he literally cuts and pastes paragraphs into his email. He had abbreviations in that email, like uh, he'll, he would put, and the RU, meaning Russians, did this, you know. The abbreviations that he used were abbreviations that you'd see like in the State Department. In the yeah, if you only see one or two, okay, it could be happenstance. But if you see just about every abbreviation they've got and it's used over and over and over again, yeah, he copy-pasted. And I would imagine that they probably have, and I don't know this as a fact, but if classified documents are as important as they appear to be, they probably have copies of them maybe on digital, you know, in a secure location, I would think that the National Archives doesn't just keep one piece of that classified document. They must back it up and put it in a secure location. Well, yeah, now, you know, the thing that got Hillary in trouble, of course, you know, she bleached and smashed the drives, but actually there is one way to get her, and uh, at least I do believe. Have you ever looked at wherever you use mail? A lot of us use a, a universal mail system out there, like Yahoo or something yeah, like Gmail, that. Yeah, Gmail, whatever, yeah. Gmail, Yahoo. You know, and you think you delete the mail. <laughs> it's still got a signature there. You know that I have emails that are in folders that I thought I were deleted, but I have them there that go back to 2010. Of course. When I first had that account. Do a search for something. Next time you're in your uh, in your ar in your archive section, and it will it will bring up emails that you wrote uh, before 2010. And by the way, 
even the stuff you deleted is probably on a server somewhere at the Google farm. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, um, I just, uh, one of my computers upgraded to Windows 11. And I don't do anything on the cloud. And during the upgrade, it grabbed everything and threw it into the cloud and said, oh, your cloud sure. is full. I'm going, well, let me, let me close the cloud and get that stuff off of there. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that. So now I'm ha having this problem of going like, anytime I try to take a document and put it somewhere, you can't put it somewhere because no, you got the cloud. You got to yeah. buy more space. They want your information. The day is going to come, mark my words, when you'll buy a new computer and it won't have a hard drive in it for storage. Well, that day has actually been here with the Chromebooks and all of that. They might only have uh, 100 meg in it, you know, and that's something, that's it, just enough to run the computer. Mm -hmm. And your storage is either a thumb drive or the cloud. Wow. Yeah. And they give you the cloud space to rope you in. But you're sitting on an industrial computer somewhere with all your information, and God forbid you have personal, like, oh, yeah, I went to the dating site freakydeaky.com, you know. Uh, you know, and then you decide to run for mayor. This goes and your to opponent the, gets that. This goes to nothing is private anymore in our society. Nothing. You can no. never assume that what you're doing is secure because it probably isn't. Heck, nothing is uh, secure anymore. So, but, I, ha um, I, I have a word processing program. It's yeah. not. It's not uh, Word. It's one that's similar to Word. It was a little cheaper, and it does what I, I wanted to do. But it come to find out, it's based out of China. And, oh, nice. And so it runs it runs backups all the time. Well, they get a copy. And I'm thinking to myself, every time I type something, are they seeing it? Every time that I make a document, is there some version of that document going somewhere where they can see what kind of work I'm doing? What well, I, they probably store somewhere, and they got little spiders, they got little bots, they got scrapers that go out and look for keywords, and it'll take those keywords, the things that are found with it, and probably put that somewhere where something else a little more sophisticated can go through it. Amazing. So if you got a company and you got proprietary information, once it crossed over the line and got into their computer, doesn't matter how it got there. They didn't come in and physically steal it. They didn't go through the back door. You willingly and knowingly gave it to them. This goes back to uh, Hunter Biden bringing his laptop into that computer shop. It, 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 when you think about it, he willingly brought the laptop in to have it fixed. The guy accepted it. It was the deal. Uh, the, he, mm -hmm. was, he was asked to make it workable again, the laptop. He knew when he dropped the laptop off that the guy was going to have to take it apart to look at the hard drive, to make sure the hard drive wasn't damaged, to make sure he could recover the documents and information on that hard drive. By the way, Hunter Biden was the guy who didn't come back to get the laptop, and it wasn't the responsibility of the guy with the laptop to go out and find him. When he found crimes on that laptop, he had an obligation to report it to somebody. Somebody that has something of yours, let's say you take your stuff and put it in a storage locker, you forget about it or you can't afford it anymore, you quit making the payments. Then all of a sudden they put a secondary lock on there and lock you out. They want their money. You don't pay them their money. 
then they sell your goods. They, that's the law. Hey. You know, same thing with having your car worked on, yeah. you your take laptop, a, anything. Take your car in and have a, a, a transmission work done on your car or a motor work done on your car, and then don't pay them. Don't pay them. Good luck getting your vehicle back. It's You'll see a, someone else driving It's called it. a mechanic's lien. Mechanic's lien. They have the right to hang on to your car till you pay. Yeah. And, and they can use that to go get the title to the damn car. And I think there's probably a period of time where if you don't pay them, they can sell your car for their to get their money back. Exactly. I um, uh, I had somebody once in the family that uh, had a you know one of those not a trailer park, but they had the the thing with the RV camp, a campground. Right. And you know, a lot of times people put their stuff and they say, oh yeah, you know, I'll buy the space for the next two years. Sure. And they put their vehicle out there, and then they forget to pay it. Or something happens, and they go, well, I'll just leave the thing out there. Well, you know, you're sitting there holding up that space, and all of a sudden, six yeah. months later, it, it, it appears you're not going to get your money. You go get the tractor, you pull it off to a side lot, you let them know that, hey, I got your your thing here, you got to pay me. They don't. They can take that notice, take it down, and, you know, get the lien against it and get the title. Wow. So uh, I think Hunter Biden is desperate. I think he's going to only get deeper in, into trouble uh, by going this approach. You would think that if he was going to do something to rescue himself, he might throw himself at the mercy of the, of the court and say, I may have done this, but it wasn't intentional. Have mercy on me. <laughs> you know, I don't think he understands that approach. I mean, I, I think his, he, he has an entitlement about him. I'm Joe Biden's son. I've, you know, I've been this way my whole life. I've gotten into trouble on and off uh, for my whole adult life, and my father has always looked the other way. That's mm -hmm. that's that's the truth. I mean, if you had a son who was doing the things that Hunter Biden was doing, you would have right. thought that uh, you would have done something to save him. But I don't see Joe Biden ever trying to save his son. He he just uh, accepted it. Oh, okay, that's Hunter. You know, I mean, can you imagine if the the world saw pictures of you the way the world saw pictures of Hunter Biden? You know, uh, naked with prostitutes, uh, swimming in swimming pools, uh, drugged up, doing drugs. He he was almost proud of it, and. You didn't hear a word come down from the Bidens like uh, our son has got problems. We apologize to the to the country for the embarrassment this may have brought upon us. We're working on this as a family, and we hope to to bring him to a safe and and good place. And they've never done that because they don't care. They're heartless. They're soulless. Uh, look look when they get off of uh, what is it Marine One and they have the. Uh, you know the soldiers saluting. Oh them. my God! You pointed that out. I think it was you. You pointed that out to me a couple of days ago. Yeah, they they never do. There's a and they what say, Bill's well, talking you know, about is he, a, is that a, is that a common thing on the part of Joe? He's like I've seen him salute, but it was a sloppy kind of thing, almost an afterthought. Yeah, but, it's a common thing because they say yeah, it's just a courtesy. It's not one that's required of them. Therefore, as as a whole, the Bidens have agreed not to salute the military. So, yeah. And that should tell a serviceman something. He has no respect for you. He doesn't care. He'll send you in harm's way. But he could give two flying flips about you. Yeah, what, what Bill's talking about is over the weekend, uh, he pointed out a video of uh, Biden getting off uh, Marine One with Jill. 
And uh, the Marine goes to a snappy salute. And Biden just ignores him. No salute back. Now, we talked about this before. When President Trump was getting off, he always saluted. And at one point, we the uh, hat of one of the Marines was blown off his head. And, right. and the President of the United States retrieved it for the Marine and brought it back to him. And you don't see Biden doing something like that. He'd just keep walking. He yeah. has a very little respect for... He's like pure evil. Said. I mean, yeah. both of them, the whole family is evil and... You know, I, you got to think that Jill's a big part of wanting Joe to continue in the presidency because I think she loves being around that power. She. Excuse me, you got to remember her title, Dr. Jill. Oh, my goodness, yes, of course. How could I forget? The doctor in the house. The doctor is in. I, this is interesting. You know, we talked about the Ukrainian war, which I still think is the biggest story in the world right now. As a matter of fact, I was watching Tucker yesterday, and uh, who who always does good stuff. I like his approach toward his program is has been right on the money. But he agrees we are like a fraction of an inch away from a nuclear war. Oh, definitely. And and people are just living their lives. There are there are top uh, top notch bigwigs now that are saying uh, by this fall we're going to be into a war. I mean, this is the government. And they are actually preparing for war right now. We're even preparing for war with China over Taiwan, they say, within yeah. the next six months. So no matter how you slice this. When, when would know, be a perfect time? The perfect time for China to go to war with us would be when we're distracted with the war in the Ukraine. When our resources and our, our, our attention is on what's happening with Russia, then go to war with uh, with us, you know, over Taiwan. We're, we're, we're a nation divided, and yes. our resources are thin. Yeah, we got some cool stuff that they keep showing that we got out there, but, um, and, and, you know, politically for Biden, let's just say that everything heats up. Let's say it all heats up. The Hail Mary is, well, we're at war. We got to put in the War Powers Act. Yeah. Well, then they can do whatever they want to reset. Uh, the uh, the makeup of the government. You have to wonder why so many people in the Senate who you normally would point to and rely on as being uh, on our side, conservatives and stuff, are are anxious for us to get more involved in this Ukrainian war. Case in point, uh, Tom Cotton, who I like. Mm-hmm. Tom Cotton is a big supporter of uh, of escalating the war in the Ukraine. Lindsey Graham doesn't surprise me. And, you know, Lindsey Graham is... They pointed this out yesterday on Tucker's program. He is a big rhino. He's a huge rhino. He's everything that Trump isn't, and yet he goes out and he... Slings the praises. He slings... Yeah, he's a big Trump supporter. No, he's not. Well, no, I mean mean publicly. Publicly. He went on stage this past weekend, and he threw his support behind President Trump, right with President Trump, and Trump knows who he knows who this guy is. Trump mm-hmm. knows why he's there. He's not going to turn down his endorsement, but Trump knows where this guy is coming from. He it's what keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Well, yeah, that's what Trump is doing, but you know what? In the reverse sense, that's what Lindsay is doing. He'll tell you what you want to hear so that he can be close 
and then sit there and that's, screw you on the other end. That's exactly right. He's playing the same game. He, he figures that if he can get Trump, even if he gets Trump back into office, he he did it when he was in office last time. He can continue to do it now. He knows how to maneuver around Trump and get his stuff uh, in play. You know, mm-hmm. he's a uh, conniving little guy. But you know, he has no family. He has no children. No wife. So if we go to war, all Lindsay has to worry about is protecting Lindsay's derriere. He doesn't have to worry about his family back home because he has none. Now, your family and your kids, that's another thing altogether. These people, they're shameless. They're not out mm-hmm. to help us. If they were out to help us, why do you think President Trump doesn't want a war? Think about it. Besides the fact that he's a good man, uh, he's got a family. He's got family in New York. He's got family in, in Mar-a-Lago. He's got, got them all over. He's got family in the Carolinas. He doesn't want to see them get blown to smithereens. So he, he, he's working for his family and our family to, to have no war. Because he knows how he said it the other day. We're so close to nuclear war, it'll make you cry. We're closer than we were during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Right. And that was about as close as you can get. And yet, you look around your neighborhood, and nobody has a clue. They're just going about their life. Oh, you know, did you, you know, good morning, Charlie. Morning. You see my paper? I think they dropped it off here. I mean, they're just completely oblivious to the fact that they're standing on the brink of annihilation. And that's yeah. they if they really knew, they'd be doing something. I mean, we're doing something by doing this program with the hopes that somebody out there, maybe in power, can spread the word. Or and by the way, if you think that you have influence and you're listening to this program, please use it. Share it. Yes. Well, you know, actually the people that are in power but don't use the power is John Q. Public. And you know, I, I'm wondering at what point uh, are you going to engage? Now, I'm not, in, you know, trying to rile up the forces and, you know, get you to do this or that. But, you know, here you, you got Biden where the fix yeah. is in. They're obviously trying to minimize the damage, do damage control for this guy so that he can have a clear run. And uh, the document thing, uh, it's secondary. They're rewriting the rules on presidents and the handling of documents. Now, for Trump, they want to strengthen the rules, but lighten them for Joe Biden. And I would think that and they, they're even publicly saying now they are going to indict. Well, why do they want to indict? Because it, then his presidential bid is over. If they sit there and say, nope, the documents, just like the, uh, the suing uh, of him for the wrongful death, he had nothing to do with that. As a matter of fact, on the uh, January 6th committee, uh, one piece of important uh, ev- piece of evidence that they uh, omitted was that a, um, I guess it's like a forensic analysis, but, you know, going back and looking, right? Uh, the real insurrection happened with the police. They screwed everything up. They had every opportunity to keep things at bay, and they're the ones that screwed well, it the up. Real- they're the ones that did everything. That wasn't part of the January sixth. That was just that's not important. Doesn't it's not the narrative we want to present. The real the real problem was the fact that uh, Trump offered protection, and Pelosi mm-hmm. turned it down. 
Trump offered 10 to 20,000 National Guard troops. They could have put a ring around the Capitol that they never would have penetrated, ever. And uh, it was and, orchestrated. It was planned by Nancy. Yes, I mean, and think I'm sure about Schumer it. Schumer was it. in there in on it too, and and Mister, uh, you know, Shifty Shift, you know, or Schiff. Uh, the mayor of uh, Washington had requested troops, and mm. President Trump said, "I'll get back to you." And in the course of that period of time between him getting back to her and her making the request. Nancy Pelosi told Muriel Bowser, the mayor of, of Washington, you don't need the troops. We don't want troops. We do not want troops. Okay, and oh, fine. So Trump comes back to Muriel Bowser and says, okay, we can get you the troops. And she says, no, I'm withdrawing my request. I, I don't think we need them. Tell me that wasn't intentional on the part of Nancy. I mean, oh yeah, because without the troops there, you know, then they could sit there and control. Look, you, you've seen the photos, you've seen the evidence that the barriers weren't pushed down by the crowd; they were pulled back by the police. Yeah, the doors weren't pulled open by the crowd; they were electronically opened from inside. You got police waving the crowd into the Capitol. Yeah. It's on videotape. I've seen a n- number of times. You probably have too, because if you're listening to this program. You probably are paying attention. And uh, so who is the real culprit in January 6th? They're still trying to say it was. Did you tell me yesterday that one of the police officers, either family members or is suing President Trump? Well, they identified his partner. I don't know if that means his partner, you know, on the force, his his wife partner, his lover of any sexual uh, orientation partner. I don't know. But the guy that uh, died of the stroke right. died on the 7th, all right? Right. And the doctors even ruled it. He died of natural causes. Right. But they're taking that death, and that partner mm-hmm. is suing Trump for wrongful death for $10 million. <laughs> and, you know, the, the powers that be on the January 6th committee are doing everything they can to bend over backwards, going, yeah, it's a valid case. It's a good case. And you will see that most of the uh, judges are Democrats, appointed by Democrats. And they will, they'll do what you don't expect them to do. For example, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. He got yeah, all, he they're, was they're found, going after that kid. He was found not guilty. So um, the parents, I believe, of the guy who was assaulting Rittenhouse. See, Rittenhouse was there with his, his, his rifle and... He was out there to protect the businesses. Uh, Like we said yesterday, he has uh, grandparents from that area, and he spent a lot of time there, and he was in town trying to do his civic duty. They were going to kill Rittenhouse, these protesters. I believe one of them even shot at him and missed. And I don't know whether it was the guy who ended up getting killed by Rittenhouse, but Rittenhouse was being assaulted. And that's how Rittenhouse got off. Rittenhouse got off because they said you were it was self-defense. You didn't do anything anything wrong. And they wanted to put him in jail. Remember, we saw the this the trial on television. So now you have the parents of the guy who died suing Rittenhouse, and the judge says, Well, he may they may have a case, so we're gonna let it go through. Because they want I guess Rittenhouse's lawyers tried to get it dismissed. 
Yeah, they're probably doing it in civil. You, you go back to O.J., whether you felt he did it or didn't do it, doesn't matter. He basically won the case, all right? Right. He was a free man. What they did, they went after them, him then in civil court, and that means everything that was put forward right. could go back and be reused. You know, and, and, and he the, lost the, in, 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 in civil court. Right. Yeah. And, you know, they, they take your assets. So, in other words, sometimes a trial is just a rehearsal. But you know how much money he's uh, had to spend? You know how much money he paid to the families of uh, the murder victim? Nothing. He hasn't paid a dime. He's out of state. They haven't gone after him. Well, you different know? states have different jurisdictional laws. If, if uh, you I learned and I that did a long it, time ago. Yeah. If you and I did it, they'd take every asset you had. Uh, and they would want well, more. Well, I got bad news for them. <laughs> I got no assets. Hey, we so t- there you go. You know, we talked about the uh, M1 Abrams tanks going to the Ukraine, which I still right. think is a bad move, but they they're, everyone's so delighted. A group of Russian businesses have pledged a bounty of 10 million rubles. That's about $141,000 for any Russian soldier who destroys a U.S.-made Abrams tank in the Ukraine. So if you can destroy the the tank and whoever's driving it, they'll give you 141000 extra dollars, these uh, business people. And somebody will figure out the weakness and figure out a way to do it. And uh, what is it now? The, Germany. Uh, they're in a panic right now because they've got the tanks that are coming over. They're, uh, uh, they're what is it, the, uh, the Leopard 2? The Leopard 2, yeah. we got to start making tanks right now because... They actually, the tanks that the Ukraine are getting was promised to somebody else, and they got to fulfill that order, you know, because they sell their weapons. Well, they they promised a lot of tanks uh, on our part, the M1 Abrams, to Taiwan, and now Taiwan's very upset. They're they're upset because they think they're going to be sent to the back of the line right now because uh, the tanks that are being built that were supposed to be for them are going to go to the Ukraine. Yeah, I don't have the story in front of me. I know that we're uh, we're uh, getting ready with air power for uh, Taiwan, and uh, you know some some soldiers to go over there because again they're saying in the next six months we will be at war with Taiwan against China, no, and no. China definitely said they will go to war over Taiwan. So now I heard somebody say who's in the know that in, in reality the Chinese are very practical and and. They can huff and puff, but China would rather stay at peace because we're China's biggest market. China's wealth comes from their trade with us, and they don't want to ruin that deal. They don't want to kill the uh, the golden goose. So um, I've heard that it's a lot of bluster, but not a lot of... Substance. It'll be interesting to see it, 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 it. You know, a lot of it hinges on Joe. Now, Joe's, you know, changed the tariff uh, war on them. Mm-hmm. But let's say Joe goes out of power. Who comes in and what their uh, policies and uh, philosophies are will um, dictate well, how that goes. Well, if it's Trump, and right now Trump is ahead of Biden in all the polls, mm-hmm. the problem is, like you and I have talked before, uh, no one expects that the next election will be a legitimate election, too. If the deep state figures that they're in jeopardy, that if Trump is going to come after them when he's in power and, and the next time he gets into into power, they, he's going to make it work, 
Uh, they're, yeah. not gonna, they're not going to allow him in office. They'll, well, they're floating a name out there right now, which I don't think will work, but they're floating a name, and it was somebody that said, no, they wanted nothing to do with it, and now they're, they're making all kinds of uh, political noise, and that's uh, uh, Michelle Obama. I think she has no chance. I do think you're going to see Hillary pop up again, and I think there'll be a, a big surge of Hillary support out there from people who still think that she... Uh, should have been elected last time out, or oh, yeah. or in 2016. Um, I wanted to pl- play this cut for you. This is what we're up against uh, with this Ukraine situation. This is one of the heads of NATO speaking at the European Union last week. His name uh-huh. his name is uh, Rasmussen. I believe he's uh, from uh, Holland. This is Rasmussen telling us why he thinks that the war is a smart move. Listen. The best way to ensure this war ends quickly is for Ukraine's allies to prepare for a long conflict. It is to deliver more and heavier weapons to Ukraine. That is the best way to bring peace. We cannot allow Putin to win this war. If he gets success in Ukraine, he will continue. And a Putin success in Ukraine would send an extremely dangerous signal to autocrats all over the world. If Putin can get away with taking land from his neighbors, Xi Jinping and others might be tempted to try the same. Okay, so what he's saying is the best way for peace in the Ukraine is by going to war. Okay? Go to war in the Ukraine because you can't allow Putin to win because if he wins in the Ukraine, is he, he's not going to stop in this guy's estimation. He's going to continue on. It will embolden Putin. He had success in the Ukraine. Why not Poland? You know? Why not Hungary? Uh, do you think he would do that? In all honesty, I, I think that Putin's not in it for the land grab. I think Putin is in it because uh, historically, places like Crimea have been uh, in in the control of Russia, and I think that they also are probably going after the Ukraine because of the bio the bio uh, labs that they've found right on yeah, the border. Which should be of uh, of uh, importance to everybody. Biolabs are not a good thing to have. Can you imagine? They're illegal. And, and if we're helping fund all that stuff? Can you imagine if we had Russian biolabs all along the Mexico border? If we had 30 or 40 dangerous biolabs in the hands of God knows who, but put there by the Russians, would we just let it happen? Or would we send troops into destroy those labs well i would hope that we would send troops in to destroy the labs fly some planes over do whatever we had to do to incinerate it but Mm -hmm. i also look at who we have in the white house and you know the first thing he's going to look at is how do i profit from this how do i make money from this wow you would think at joe's age he would uh, realize that uh, his time is probably shorter more you know, we r- get older, we get more feeble, but greed never dies, never gets old. That's depressingly true, Bill. That is really true. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. 
That's right. So he is going to do that until the day he drops in the ground. And uh, the person that picks it up is Hunter. And Jill's still young enough that uh, Joe can drop and she'll find someone new to carry the, uh, the banner. She was at a football game this past weekend sitting with the commissioner of baseball. Uh, football. <laughs> I didn't get much sleep last night. Why would he be? Why would she be sitting with the commissioner of baseball at a football game? Uh, I, I amuse myself. You think it's funny? Yes, I do. Thank you. Uh, the fact of the matter is, she was with uh, what's his name, Goodell, Roger Goodell, uh, the commissioner mm-hmm. of football, and they looked like they were having a wonderful time together. I know he's supposedly happily married. And, of course, she's happily married, but uh, it kind of looked like two people on a date watching a football game when I saw the picture. That's uh, a little too close there, Roger. Well, maybe they were on a date. You just don't know. That's true. Life is Stranger things have happened in this world. So we don't know where this is going to go. Today is going to be another interesting day. I I think it'll be another day of cover-ups. I keep thinking that we're supposed to hear some great news that will turn everything around, but it's not going to happen. We're, we have a, a deep state that is tenacious about keeping everything on track as far as their system is concerned. Uh, if you don't think there's a deep state, then you're just not paying attention. And, it, and when President Trump was sworn in uh, in 2016 to the presidency and he said, I'm going after the swamp, the deep state, they took him seriously, and from that moment on, they tried to destroy him. They spent his entire presidency ruining his reputation and going after him legally. I think it's going to continue. I think that uh, the deep state really runs this whole operation, and uh, Joe is just a front man. Yeah, he is. I mean, the guy he can't is find the, uh, the... the guy can't find which door to go into the at the White House, and we expect him to lead the free world. I, I got video, by the way, of Joe being confused as, as to what door to enter at the White House. So Sometimes his name confuses him. But, you know, I, I, but I also wonder sometimes if it's all just a big act. It's all part of an and act. This goes, then, to, this goes back to that mobster that I told you about in New York. Right. Th- this mobster in New York, a uh, big, big gangster. He ran one of the big families, uh, mob families, uh, right. 30, 40 years ago. And he used to walk up and down the street in his bathrobe with handlers. And his, his whole act in public was that he was, he had dementia. He was feeble-minded. And he was confused. And he wasn't a threat. And he wanted all of the FBI agents who were surveilling him to think that this is a waste of time. He can't hurt anybody. And then he would stumble back into his office. They'd close the door and pull the blinds. He'd tear off his his bathrobe, and he would then become the sharp-focused uh, mastermind of the crime family, and he would wreak havoc on, on the crime world in New York. And it worked for a long time. Because they the, didn't the, know what was the, going on. The FBI thought for a while this guy was, eh, he's, he's lost it. I don't know what I'm doing sitting here watching him. He's in his bathrobe mumbling to himself, and it was all an act. So what you're saying about Biden, uh, there could be some truth to it. He may be. be less feeble-minded than he wants you to believe he is. You know? Yeah, you never know. Uh, 
There's a lot of crazy things going on, and I, I don't know where to begin sometimes. Well, I know, about... I know where we should end the program today. I have an audio clip that I wanted you to hear. All right. Uh, it's, it's another, it's the latest greatest from Carmela. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was uh, speaking at some function where she was describing the, uh, the whole process of aborting a space capsule, how she would know this. Is beyond me. Well, maybe she's been to space and we just don't know it. But uh, listen, this is Carmela. She's enjoying. She's enjoying her own narration. Listen. Which brings me to May thirtieth, twenty twenty. Bob and Doug returned to the Kennedy Space Center. They suited up. They waved to their families, and they rode an elevator up nearly twenty stories. They strapped in to their seats and waited as the tanks beneath them filled with tens of thousands of gallons of fuel. And then they launched. Yeah, they did. <laughs> no, I thought they were using the restroom. <laughs> I thought they were going to light a match and blow up the whole damn thing. <laughs> she, she makes it sound like she... And then they got into their spacesuits, and then they went up the elevator, and then they got into the capsule, and then do you know what happened? They launched no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I was getting kind of scared. I, I thought was, it was a scary story. Uh, I was well, worried. it is a scary story. She's the freaking <laughs> vice, vice president, president <laughs> second in command, one step away, a heartbeat away. And this is what you have to worry about if Joe is removed. You'll have her as the president. And like you said, even for a day, it could be terrible. It could be disastrous. What would be her first official executive order to mark her territory? I don't know what her first order would be, but I know what it wouldn't be. It, it wouldn't be to go to the border. <laughs> She's been the border czar for two years, and she hasn't been to the border. She wouldn't you know, start these, them. You know they they they've you know they they did some new rulings on the border and you know the, the people from Chile and you know the the various places they're coming from uh, they now when they cross the border they get benefits they get uh, they get like it's an unemployment they get social security they get medical care whoa uh, they get money to spend well I mean, when you think about it that's true I mean those people in the hotel in New York. That are complaining about the food and, and the and the beds and all that stuff, and they want they want better stuff. They want to be moved to luxury apartments. These are the illegals. Uh, they're getting health benefits. They're getting doctors. Mm -hmm. if, if you go there, you got a cold. They'll they'll have a doctor treat you for free. It's so a these good... these illegals in New York are uh, costing them anywhere from five hundred to a grand a day, right? Yeah. Well, if you are homeless right now, what you might want to do is somehow get down below the border and come across. Yeah, because you know what? I hear tell there's going to be a new program out there, but it's not going to be a charitable program mm -hmm. that, you know, you have to apply for. Just cross the border and you're going to get it. The uh, I think it's going to be the new Borders to Homes uh, initiative. Really? You know, like Tunnels to Tower, yeah. Borders Come to across Homes. Come across illegally, we give you a home. Hey, this is... This is just an amazing deal. It gets better and better, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, could you imagine that, though? You know, what uh, last year... There were six million homes for sale in the United States. The government can walk in, save money on those uh, those uh, the cost per day on the uh, the immigrants, 
just give them a house and just sure. say, you know what? Kind of like eminent domain, they come in and say, fair market value, which means whoever's selling their house now yes. has to give it to the government for that price. They go ahead and deed it over to the immigrant. Sure. And then Joe can come back and say, Look at the housing market, what we've done. And then we're all these houses sold. And then they're surprised when we find out that uh, some of the people crossing the border uh, are coming from the Middle East, from Africa. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not coming from just Mexico and Central America. They're coming from all over the world. They're they're flying first class into Mexico City and then crossing our border for the benefits. And by the way, uh, the the borders to homes initiative is yes. is BS. I mean, it's a joke, but nah. <laughs> it could be reality. Yeah. We've we've you may made plants before. You may have planted a the seed. <laughs> you may have planted a seed. There may be some liberal uh, legislator out there who's going borders to homes. I like that. <laughs> And it's your fault. You did it. <laughs> yeah, somebody will catch me and string me up. You know, maybe sometimes that'd be good. I don't know. Hey, friends, uh, that's it for the the show today. If you want to get in touch with us, eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight is the phone number. Oh, so easy for you to say. Yes. Mail at <laughs> itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. And there's also mail at crnamerica.com. Oh, I love your mellifluous voice. There you go. Very nice. I'm a mellifluous kind of guy. You certainly are. Hey, have yourself a wonderful day, my friend. We'll do it again manana. See you then. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?